Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Jabba the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome back to Sci-Fi Wire's Jabba the Pod, our weekly Star Wars podcast where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away. Every generation has a legend. Every legend has a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, disgraced former Jedi and Force mystic Brian Silliman, and I am not alone. It took some doing, and let's just say that the tale of the adventure of how we all got back together is thrilling. But like the story of Anakin's lightsaber winding up with Maz Kanata, it is best left for another time. The team is together again, even though I may have upset a Guavian death gang along the way. Who knows? Who cares? But that team includes the greatest co-host in the galaxy. You know him. You love him. Starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the man who lets us record on his starship, let's not forget, the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold captain of the Star Binger, Matt Romano. Hello there, Womp Rats. Also with us, of course, is our protocol droid, Y1RZZ, a.k.a. Wires, human podcast relations. He just got a shin cover for Life Day, courtesy of me. So he is in a good mood, aren't you, Wires? Oh, indeed I am, sir. I am looking forward to receiving more coverings. I should mention that there have been several communications from the huts, many reminding you that though the final order has been dealt with, there are still first order threats out there. Also, the huts wish to remind you of certain clauses and responsibilities that were agreed to as part of your new contract, and you may wish yep, to consult... Yep, I know what they are, Wires. Don't worry about that right now. Thank you. What exactly did we agree on? Uh, I, I wouldn't worry about that. It's nothing too extreme. I, nothing um... more extreme than sharing a ship now with Matt's Twi'lek wife and Force-sensitive son. Which I think is going really well, right? I mean, no issues so far that yeah. I can see. Yeah. That's sure. not no. what I heard this morning. Wait. No, nothing happened this morning, Caitlin. What did you hear from Hey, this? Wires, could you uh, play back that recording? Oh, I would be happy to. Thank you. Okay. Guys, this is what's going on right now. This is what I have to deal with all day, every day. Here we go. Let's let's listen. No, 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 no. no. Listen. Let me just say. Please remind you again that you are a guest on my ship. My family lives on this ship. You come here to record this silly little show. Your wife has Leku. And it's silly show that you are on. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. love the show. Don't so, get, yeah. oh, do you? I love I'm, the show. I'm so I don't necessarily love people complaining about the the, no. the line for the bathroom. No, the, the vac tube. The at the very least, it's like so. The, I don't know what she's doing in there. She has liquid. She doesn't even have hair. But she keeps shooting me death looks because she keeps think, saying that I broke the broke her calicori and I did. But you broke her calicori. I, I know you did. Your show broke the calicori nope, nope, nope. with the force. Last week you were doing. You won't let me train all of the spots. I have not talked about the spots. Of my That's head, not and then you drop the rock on the desk, spot and then you do not throw houses. Listen, okay. Listen. If you would let me train your son, this no, wouldn't I will happen. not let you train my son. You, you I cannot lose my son to another Snoke. I can't do which it. Caitlin I can't and lose I have it. not been added to the calicory. I might add, Caitlin. What are you? What? What? No, what? No, 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 nothing. Nothing. It's what? good. It's good. 
That is not an accurate recording. No, mm-hmm. it, it, that sounds nothing like me. That sounds absolutely nothing like me. That was nope, obviously that, fabricated. That is a hollow projection. That said, I did not, break, time, I did not well, break the category. Last <clears throat> time I checked, you were the one who liked impersonations around here, Brian. Excuse you. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if someone did knock over your wife's calicory, it wasn't me anyway, Matt. Uh, well, uh, we're going to okay. find out who it was, did it. It was, pro- it was probably Caitlin is 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 now the obvious Don't aspect. look at me. Um, she she who recorded it dealt it. Is that a thing? Anyway, let's Moving go, on. Let's go to some news while we still can. Big news. We are recording this on January 13th, 2020. Oscar nominations just came out this morning. What does that have to do with Star Wars? Well, I'll tell you. I personally thought they were going to snub Rise of Skywalker. The Oscars have never, have not usually been nice to Star Wars. Um, The original one nominated for Best Picture did not win. But Rise of Skywalker got three nominations um, for visual effects, which are Roger Guyot, Neil Scanlon, Patrick Tubak, and Dominic Tui leading up that team. Sound editing, Matthew Wood and David Acord, Roger, Roger. Mm. Um, And I'm thinking that might also their work. I know they work with our friend of the show, Blake Collins. So if this technically, Blake, is, you know, including you tangentially in this award, congratulations. Congratulations. And Blake, you know what? Congratulations anyway. Yeah. Um, And the one that I have to say I'm most excited about is original score, John Williams. Thank God. Thank God. God. Last time he's doing a Star Wars movie. Last time. I mean, we don't know how, how many more movies we're going to get with The Master. Arguably, I, I won't say he's the best policy, my favorite composer in film history. Mm. I think you just got to give it to John Williams here. I mean, I mean, I, come on. He, I don't think they will. Yeah. I think they'll probably... Who's he up against? Joker. Oh. Um. So, which... The Academy seems to really love. Um, just a lot of violins. There was some uh, playing slowly. <laughs> that is an yeah. official response to the Joker's soundtrack. Just it's a lot of violins. Just a lot of violins playing slowly. Whee! Says Job of the Pods, Matt Romano. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Anyway, enjoy your violins. Anyway, um, come at me. Adam Driver was nominated, but for something else. Even though I thought, you know, a Ben Solo nomination. Were they ever going to do it? No, but. I mean, Adam Driver's lovely. Adam Driver always should be nominated. Always. Um, He's always nominated in my heart. He looks like the statue. You know, if he just stood really tall. Oh, my God. (laughs) Adam Driver, you look like a statue. More more reviews. We're really just, Matt's going for it Are they playing the violins? Yeah, I have all the the Oscar hot takes Wow, okay. Well, we also, also Star Wars alums, uh, Taika Waititi um, got a couple nominations, richly deserved, and Ryan Johnson also got a nomination, richly deserved. A uh, Star Wars alum, uh, we don't need to really name names, but she played Maz Kanata, did not get a nomination. Yeah. And um, do I have hot takes on that snub? Yep. But I'm not going to voice them here. This is not neither the time nor horror place. Horror we'll get into always get snubbed. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Moving on. Or yeah. whoever performs it. Uh, yeah, well, it's horror also brilliant. But yeah. um, Job of the Pod, I should say, also completely shut out of the nominations. Not fair. Eh. It's like I know they I know don't, that you're really worked up about this, but they don't usually nominate podcasts. No. But um, I know that you were hoping to be the first ever Oscar nominated podcast. I, I think we all were. But yeah. you know. I don't think it was just me. No, it was just you. You wanted to be on that it stage. It was just you. Well you, <laughs> you didn't think it would happen. You tell me telling me you don't wanna you don't wanna put on a dress and r- walk that carpet and be on that stage when we won the award for best short film animated also podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just audio. <laughs> <laughs> they would give out our award like look, during look, the intermission. Look, next year, Job of the Pod presents The Life and Lies of Kia Mundi, a short film in 25 minutes. Will be nominated. You heard it here first. Anyway, there is so much more news. 
While bringing Leia to, I found this fascinating, while bringing Leia to life for the rise of Skywalker, we know they used archival footage, um, not archival, but footage they didn't use from Force Awakens and a little from Last Jedi, but they also used some dailies, uh, footage from dailies from Return of the Jedi, and they used them most notably in the scene where um, Luke is training Leia. Uh, mm. For the first time, that that scene, you remember that yeah, scene? Yeah, which is lovely. Yep. Um, and they use that's where they used as reference a lot of unused dailies from Return of the, obviously from Return of the Jedi. And the interesting thing here is Billy Lord, uh, Carrie's daughter, also plays Cato uh, Kokonix mm-hmm. in the sequel trilogy, agreed to stand in for her mother. For I, was, I was wondering, yeah, I yep. think we were all, we talked about that. I don't know if it was on the podcast, yeah, but we yeah. all talked about that. Yeah, so it's, they, they didn't quite go the full Guy Henry, Peter Cushing thing here, yeah. but they did it a little bit, but only with Billy's blessing. Cool. They said it's like, she agreed to it, you know, it was a, it was a big, it was a big deal, and if anyone's gonna step in for Carrie, oh, it makes so much sense that yeah. it was Billy Lord. I just thought that was really interesting, because that's the one part of it, I'm like, well, how did they do that? Because yeah. that scene obviously was not oh, yeah. something going to be shot for Force Awakens. No. Um, that was also like, and I love the whole idea of that scene is we're just doing full on flashbacks now. Yeah. It's like this is, Ryan kind of did the Rashomon thing with Last Jedi and now it's like, that's part of Star Wars now. Yeah. Okay. I went with it. I love that scene. Um, speaking of Rise of Skywalker, there's more news to be had. Nine Numb. Is he dead? Is he not the saga continues. There's a lot of, well, not a lot of talk, but there's some talk. Hashtag Nine Numb was going on for a little while. Well, the, in case people aren't aware who Nine Numb is, yeah. God bless him. He's not, you know, a, uh, yeah, a common yeah. standout. Yeah, you, you, you would you would recognize him if you saw him. Yes. I'll say that. He, he, he most notably co-pilots the Falcon with Lando yep. during Return of the Jedi. Yep. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got yeah. chills. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's, he's uh, technically, he's a Celestin. Mm-hmm. Is his species, and uh, he also appears in the Leia uh, miniseries comic, um, mm-hmm. and pops up all over the place. And is in all three of the sequel movies. He's yep. in an X-wing pilot in the Force Awakens. He pops up in Last Jedi, and he is in Rise of Skywalker. We see him in Rise of Skywalker when Palpatine force lightnings the entire fleet. <laughs> in that moment, it's like, <laughs> yeah, because he can do that now. They, yeah. they fly yeah, now. They fly now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they force lightning now. Um, we do see, and he's actually. This is also interesting. He's. This is something that the uh, confirmed from the Visual Dictionary. He's flying not just in a blockade runner, but that's actually the Tantive Four. Yeah, as Tantive Tantivi. Everyone's. You say Tantivi, I say Tantive. I always yeah. say Tantive. You know, that's just called. Tantive. You say Tantive. I think on yeah. Job of the Pod we're going to say Tantive. Yeah, we're going to go um, Tantive. The blockade runner from the beginning of A New Hope. Yep. Um, that we thought it was never destroyed. They got it out of Hawk or whatever, and that's the ship that he's flying. And we see him piloting it. We see it getting struck by Sith lightning. We see him f- fumbling around on the bridge in there, and then we see it twirling around at everything, but we never see it explode. Now there's a there's a, a debate, not a debate, but uh, the novelist who's writing the adaptation of Rise of Skywalker, which I think is going to be very interesting to read. Yeah. Ray Carson said. Um, well, I believe that he did die, but actor, the actor who plays Nine Numb, Mike Quinn, he piped in and he said, there's no explosion of the Tantive Four anywhere. We even see a ship looking like the Tantive Four coming into land above the trees at the end. If Lucasfilm decides Nine is toast, then so be it. But we didn't see it show us or it didn't happen. And he also says that there was a shot of the ship being destroyed and Nine Numb going down and J.J., had told him that he's going to die along with Snap Wexes. He's like, look, I'm even killing my friend Greg Grunberg. So this is what's happening. <laughs> um, but that scene was cut 
That scene was. That's why we don't see Neenum in this in the big celebration at the end. That scene was cut. The destruction of the Tentative Four was cut. So, if it's not in the movie, and Mike Quinn is saying we didn't, I didn't see Neenum die. So, according as far as I'm concerned, Neenum lives. He better live. Let me tell you right now. Yeah, because I got a huge problem with this. What's your problem? My problem is that, like, I think we you talked think about it's this an Akbar thing. I think it's an Akbar thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't like just like killing off these like. Uh, well, let's just say semi-important characters. Nostal- from nostalgia. Even, nostalgia characters. Yeah. 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 yeah, especially characters that can technically live forever. Well, you don't I- kill Chewie. You don't kill C three PO, R two D two. Anyone that can just be there forever right. should live. Caitlin, yeah. you want to weigh on <laughs> in on this? No, I agree. On Nina yeah. Watch, you agree? I agree wholeheartedly with Matt. Now, do yeah. you think Nina has too many violins? No, I don't think he has enough violence. I would agree. More violence. Yeah, more violence, more violence needs, for Neenum, yeah, for, yes. who is alive. I I'll got say, a fever, and the only thing they can solve is more violence <laughs> for Neenum. Oh, wait a minute, so oh, it, it's Joker. We just, we just peaked. Oh, we just peaked. <laughs> it's <laughs> Joker, but it's Nine-Num. It's, it, you know, no, but do it's not just, involve Neenum yeah, with Joker. Okay, um, okay, so, and but, is it Nine-Num, Neenum? Because I've all called again, him I don't, Neenum. I, I think it's Neenum. It's okay. technic- I always thought it was Num, as yep. in comfortably Neenum, but it's... N U N B, so it's like the the, B fl- is silent. the, the flying nun, yeah. the yep. flying nun, okay. okay, flying nun. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Okay, um, but um, the the thing I agree with you, uh, not about Akbar, because I think story wise that was necessary mm. because Poe would have listened to Akbar. We've gotten into this whole thing this before. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was yeah, necessary yeah. for Poe's mutiny. Yep. Poe would have listened to Akbar, yep. and he doesn't listen to Holda with the purple hair. Right. Um. But. Um, Ninam, in terms of story, if you're going to kill off Snap Wexley, which hurts, especially if you are a book reader, yep. that really hurts. And then Wedge comes in, it's like, oh, by the way, that kid that you taught how to fly who's pretty much your son now, he's dead, by the way. Yeah. Hurts. But um, but Ninam, there's no reason to kill Ninam yeah. in this. No, so not at all. I, again, I'm with, we are with Mike. Can I say it's the official stance of Job of the Pod that Ninam lives? Absolutely. Yeah. It official is the official stance. stance of Job of the Pod. Hashtag. Ninum lives. Did he deserve that? Uh, like a lot of people are saying, such and such deserve better. He doesn't deserve better. He has better. He didn't die. So Ninum, you have our love. Mike Yay. Quinn, if you want to come on the show and explain, you're certainly not listening. But Mike Quinn, you are welcome <laughs> to come on the show for Job of the Pod anytime you want. Also, I should mention that during award, if you want to know job, all of Job of the Pod's special Star Wars awards talk about Star Wars in general, be sure to tune in to our special. Job of the Pod Awards show, which is going to be a special bonus that will be coming out around the same time as the Oscars. Nobody here knows about it, but we're doing it. Okay. It's going to be a Job of the Pod Awards, the first <laughs> annual, and we'll be giving them out. You all are going to be on the nominating committee. Well, get, the- Caitlin does not look excited. Caitlin, get excited. She's <laughs> giving me the most dubious look right now. They're called the Jabas. I just said. I, I just said it. Yeah. Do you want a Jabba? I well, want to. I would you, love to win a Jabba. You might get it. You, you're nominated. Oh, fantastic! I'm happy to say you're nominated. Oh, great. This is. This is. I didn't tell you for what. Caitlin has multiple nominations. Well, uh, as always. Yeah. Oh, well, I might be a little bit more into this idea now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, see how fast the tables turn. <laughs> anyway. Oh, how uh, the turntables. Fi- <laughs> uh, finally, uh, for our introductory news segment, there's way more coming. Uh, uh, the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary Revelation of the Week. We're gonna have. Uh, there's all kinds of little bits of revelations coming out with this book. But um, everyone was doing it on Exegol. <laughs> <laughs> 
pretty much sure. It's as as one tw- tw- tweet I saw pointed out is like it looked like everyone was getting it on at Exegol except for Ben and Ray. Um, members <laughs> like of in the, the stands, all those dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Members of the Sith Eternal were wow. getting it on and having their their children indoctrinated. It was thirty years, you know, they're yeah. out there in the unknown regions. Ooh. That's why all of the officers of the Final Order they're they're very young, aside from Imperial veteran Allegiant General Pride, right. Richard E. Grant. Bless you. You're welcome on the show anytime, Richard E. Grant. He's not listening. Um, they serve the, but he served the Empire. But they and he fought in the Battle of Jakku. But all the rest of them, when you see them come out, those are all like they were all like conce- born on Exegol, raised, indoctrinated into this cult of Terrifying. the Sith on Exegol. Terrifying. So. You know, it's what so, is that everyone on Exegol's getting it on. It is just that much more of a cult than we originally thought. We now, already knew it was, yeah, but it's just let's that say much more. The, the Exegol sex cult. They're having a, they're having a sex party on Exegol, okay. and they come to you both, and they say, "Guys, Matt, Caitlin, we need a way to promote. You're like, not I like you're, where this is going, you're yeah. not invited, but we need a way to promote this. What's a catchy title that will get everybody to come? Matt, what's your title for the Exegol sex party? Sexical." <laughs> I should have just started with Caitlin. Yeah, you should start with Caitlin. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, my mind's blown a little do bit. Do you have any, anything better than mine? Was just, I got no further than big Exegol sex party. I got to think about it. Come back to me by the end of the show. Sexegol 2020. Sith it if you got it. Sure. sure. I, I'm. Uh, my mind is just. There's a lot of questions running through about my head. About the exical sex part. About the exical sex part. <laughs> Technically, the visual dictionary does not yeah. call it that. <laughs> but that's what they're inferring. <laughs> but that's what it is in my in my head. It's so, like. I have this whole this whole thing is like have you ever heard the tragedy of the Exegol sex party? <laughs> like path Sith is a pathway to many abilities, some consider to be rather attractive. All right. By the way, what? nice so, shoes. Okay, we've gotten way off track. Anyway, okay. We're, we're moving on. Okay, so the movie is out. And <laughs> okay. really? no, we're, we're, Matt, yeah. it's no, we're time to move on. I have a lot it's of questions. Time to move on yeah, from yeah. Exegol sex party, okay, Matt. We're moving on. No, learn to be- learn to behave for God for the force sake. Computer um, set course for Exegol. No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the Nava, Nava computer says Nava, no. No, no, Nava okay, computer right, says damn. no. Um, uh, no, we're not going to Exegol yet. Um, but anyway, um, the movie is out. The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Is on hiatus and shooting season two. We got a nice tweet of an interesting, a really skinny and buff Gamorrean guard model from John Favreau. That yeah. was fun. But worry not, there is always plenty of Star Wars to go around. And wouldn't you know it, we are lucky enough that a little show has come back from the dead. The dead speak had to do it one more time. Is again reprieved, and I couldn't believe this when they announced it. But it is back, and it is coming back for a seventh and final season. Of course, I'm talking about Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yes, sir. That's right. Clone Wars saved. The new episodes will be coming. We don't know officially when yet, but all signs are pointing to February 17th. That's not official, so don't hold us to that. Disney like put it out and then kind of took, took it back. So like and someone maybe got fired because yeah. they put things out when they shouldn't have. So if if you were the one who got fired, uh, come on the show and tell tell us about it. Um, but uh, thank the, you for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we also don't know if they're gonna do drop all of it at once or if they're going to do the one episode per week thing right. with this. We don't know how, how they're going to do it. There's a lot of questions up in the air, but no matter what they do, once this show launches, we are going to be devoting one episode, one of, oh, we're going to break down it episode by episode. Yes. Um, on our show. Before we get there, though, there's a lot of Clone Wars to talk about, so we're going to be devoting from here on one episode of our show. We're going to do one season. 
We're going right. six seasons existing of the Clone Wars. It's going to be fast. It's going to be furious, especially when we get towards the end, because there's going to be a, there's a lot of loaded seasons coming up. Can we do it? Probably not. We're going to do it anyway. But, of course, there's no better way in terms of this episode. Where do we start? We start with Star Wars The Clone Wars, the theatrical release. Start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. That's right. And was it always the beginning? We will explore. Interesting, this is the only theatrical release that we left out of our countdown to the rise of Skywalker. And believe me, there were discussions about it. But it was because we're going to be doing this. So here we are. Now, much like with those countdowns, everything in this film is canon. But if there's something that's really huge that's introduced in this movie, and there is, we have our trusty canon canon Warming up. If we have hot takes along the way, we will sound the hot take alarm. If anything really blows our minds while we blew our mind while rewatching or blew them back in the day in 2008, <laughs> um, you know, either the first time or this time, you, you get it. We have our seismic mind charge. Also, this movie has been out for well over 11 years. Um, so we're going to dispense with the spoiler klaxon. Uh, so if you're looking for a place to watch the movie yourself, if you've never seen it, you can find it in the Star Wars section of Disney Plus under specials. It's not under the Clone Wars section, but and it's not under movies, but it's under specials. At least that's where I, I found it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard to find on DVD and, and you can You can tell mm-hmm. which one of the two icons, because obviously they're called the same thing. Yeah. It's called the Clone Wars. But you can tell the movie, because for some reason in the, the visual for the movie, uh, Obi-Wan is taller than Anakin. Yeah. Oh, which, which really Weird. bothered yeah. me for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why, but... I, I think it bothered all of us, yeah, know, whether yeah. we knew it or not. Like in the in the in the movie himself, the the height is correct, but in that in that poster, just there's something off about it. I don't know. Everybody got that? Okay, now, now that's where you find it. In <laughs> it's case really important. <laughs> you haven't seen it. It's it's listed under special. How special is this movie? Let's find out. Punch it. Begun. The Clone War has. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Okay, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the theatrical release, released in 2008, directed by Dave Filoni, written by Henry Gilroy, Stephen Melching, and Scott Murphy. Fans did not like this movie when nope. it came out. Nope. The critics hated this movie when it mm-hmm. came out. It did not debut it even at number one. It debuted at number two. I think it's the only Star Wars theatrical release that, that has ever happened with. Financially, though, it didn't do that bad. Yeah. Um, in terms of the budget also, you know, was quite lower. Um, I have to say it's probably uh, my in terms of the entirety of Star Wars, the Clone Wars. It's probably my least favorite yeah. thing in all of the Clone Wars. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, too, is this movie is a, a collection of episodes. Yeah. It's like two, epi- that's like the two thing. episodes. It's, yeah, yeah. It's four. Actually, yeah. it's they two were, two they, part they episodes. They weren't going to do it this way um, is the thing that but when George was heavily involved in Star Wars The Clone Wars. It was before he left. It was before Disney. But originally, he saw what they were doing and wanted to put it on the big screen. If uh, if I'm correct, he saw the Battle of Teth, the vertical battle. Mm. Which is said, the best which is, That's which something we want to see yeah. on screen. So originally, this the first three episodes of the entire show were going to be Castle of Deception, Castle of Doom, and Castle of Salvation. And those three episodes are the job of the job job of the pod kidnapped um job of the hut the almighty java we you know sorry java that we kill you every show um job of the i did it again java the hut's son this is gonna be a problem obsessed with us um uh, oh my god i'm obsessed um job of the job of the hut's son rota kidnapped 
then all the shenanigans with Dooku, Ventress, and all yep. that. That those were the three episodes. Yeah, they then took an episode that was never intended to start the show at all originally, and that was how the show was going to start with Castle of Deception with that vertical battle. Mm-hmm. We just saw Ahsoka and Anakin in their hoods on the gunship. No explanation that Ahsoka is his Padawan. It's right. just expected. she's just there. She's just there, and they have that battle. That was going to be the first episode. They then took an episode that was going to come later called the New Padawan where they they played a lot in the first three seasons with chronology. Um, yeah, right. That episode, and technically that's not even the first if you really look at the chronology, but that has the Battle of Christophsis. It introduces Ahsoka and um, and is generally probably, of if you break it down into four parts, um, that's probably my favorite part is the yeah. new Padawan because mm-hmm. um, I love the Christophsis battle. Um, but did you guys see this movie in the theaters when it came out? Nope, I did not. Nope. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, uh, me and my brother got the DVD after it came out that way, and he would watch it all the time. He loved it, but he was also, I think, probably ten at the time. So this was literally just made for yeah, him. If you're he ten was years already, old, yeah. he was already a Star Wars nerd, and then mm-hmm. an animated Star Wars movie came out, like. Which oh is like ninety percent just Star Wars battles. Exactly. It's very. It's it's a lot of battles. It's very kid friendly yeah. also because right. they so, really lean into they they get away from the battle droid humor as the show goes on. Oh, absolutely. But it's, this movie is heavy. Very right? heavy. So I mean, he he really loved it, and I kind of watched it tangentially mm-hmm. whenever it would be on. So I caught it in bits and pieces, and then I think later on, eventually, I, I sat down and watched all of it with him. Was this your first introduction to the Clone Wars? Completely was that was yes. through this movie. Yeah. What about you, Matt? See, my introduction was actually, if you guys recall, there was a DVD release. Well, there was a bunch of shorts online prior to this movie. After the, uh, the Gendy Tarkovsky's, yes, Tarkovsky's. Yeah, yeah. There was an original uh, Clone Wars cartoon that was uh, drawn, like traditionally drawn. It was not computer animated, yeah. and they were released, I think, like in five minute bursts online in and between on, on, Phantom on, on, Menace and Clone Wars. I think, and on Cartoon Network, and on Cartoon Network. Yeah, it, well, so they, you know, they pick up right after Attack of the Clones. It's oh, okay, and, it's right after yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, so it's like I remember just watching those and being like, oh, this animation is awesome. And then when they put out this movie with the new look, I was kind of like, ah, oh, damn. Like I liked the traditional right, stuff. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. remember, yeah. I remember being kind of turned off like that of the change in direction and then I didn't watch this movie for years. Like I started watching the series but I never went back to watch this movie until like a few weeks ago. It's interesting like the the Gendi, in terms of the Gendy Tartakovsky shorts that also had an impact on me when I saw this was announced and I saw the style of it was Obi-Wan with in the lightsaber pose. Yeah. The mm-hmm. one with that cool one with his yep. two fingers up. Yep. Always good. I'm like well that look, that's a cool pose but I'm like that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And I said we just got the, the we just had this with the micro series. Right. What what do we need this for? Yeah, and I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And because I, I I love the Tartakovsky shorts, they're yeah. no they're technically no longer canon, even though there are things. It's weird. There are things in them that are introduced that are just accepted now. Okay, that right. ha- we haven't like we never see Anakin get knighted. For example, yeah, right. This Which movie is, starts, this movie starts it, and clone, all of a sudden he is, he is a knighted, Jedi Knight. Yep. He's not a Padawan and, anymore, and he's allowed to accept a Padawan. Yeah. And that happens. We see that in the beginning of season two of the of the Gendi series. Mm-hmm. Things like him getting his scar yeah. that he got from Asajj Ventress yep. introduced in the Gendi series. Mm-hmm. He always has a scar in right. this one, so it's it's cannot. And but yet that's not canon. Some of it, like the introduction of Ventress, has recently been retold in the audio drama. Uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, which mm-hmm. uh, which I really recommend listening to and not reading because it was intended to be an audio play. Um, but that kind of, in terms of Dooku hiring her on Rat Attack and everything, that is 
kind of in the mix there. And that is canon. And so this came out, I was like, 2008 also, that summer, was not short on movies. Like mm-hmm. we had Indiana Jones, there was The Dark Knight, there was Hellboy 2, there was, it was Iron, a good genre, there was wow, good Iron Man. The Iron M- Man. The MCU began and we didn't even know Woo. it. You know, there was that was a huge summer. And um and so I, yeah, I kind of let this one go and I but I started watching the series. After I started watching the series, I was like, oh, "I'll check this out." And it was an ambush hooked me immediately because I'd heard this this one gets got the movie got trashed. I was like, I could probably skip it. For me, Star Wars was kind of over, I think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it was for a lot of people. Yeah. And then I checked out Ambush, which was all Yoda fighting. And I was like, wait, wait, what? That's cool. This is cool. And they released the first two. And then I watched Rising Malevolence. I was like, this is also cool. Mm -hmm. So there's one Yoda episode and a Plo Koon episode. I guess that's Ahsoka, the one, the girl everyone hated from that movie, but she seems fine in this. Yeah. And it, I think it took about seven episodes. I, I remember it was right after the episode Duel of the Droids where I was fully in the tank. And I was like, okay, I, I am loving the Clone Wars show. And I was on tour and we hit a target and whatever you're on tour and you hit a target, it's like an oasis. So I grabbed the DVD and I watched the DVD of this movie and I really enjoyed it. And I think I was like, it's not as good as season one of the show, but I, and so it's, here's the thing. And I was meant to get into this later, but it's kind of naturally going now. It's I don't personally don't think if someone was someone never watched the Clone Wars. Right. And there's a there's a lot of people that are that are, you know, I've never watched the Clone Wars before. Where do I start? Right. I don't know if this movie is the best place for people to start. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest it. No, you don't. You don't think so. No. You think they should start, start with, with season this, one? I think they should start with the series. With, I think, with, and then eventually, once you are yeah. charmed by that, then go back. <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if anything, I'd say the new Padawan section, right, is possibly worth watching. I Potentially. Mean, I mean, but I understand I, why it puts a lot of people off. I also I'll also say the this movie originally when I was first seeing it, it drove me a little bit insane because this style of animation always throws me off a little bit. Yeah. Like this kind of very angular 3D animation, just... Well, hard surfaces. Yeah. yeah. There's no like hair follicles. No. You know? like, and yeah. when they, they're speeding along on speeders, yeah. their hair doesn't move at all. Yeah. Right. Which they change. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I oh, mean, that's better, the definitely. thing. It's, it this gets is, better. This, this is 2008. Yeah. Like it's, it's still, you And know. so I, I should say it's, it's, it's not I and I have I have grown to love it for right. for what it is is the thing and I do mostly because it's the series that came after is from something that everyone hated to grow to something that everyone loved so much yeah. to the point where it got resurrected twice now a character like Ahsoka who everyone hated now is one of the most beloved characters in all of Star Wars yeah. like the journey of of the clone wars from where it began to this artistically and in terms of being low artistically there's no question right. that it leaps and bounds where Filoni started with this and where he's gone mm-hmm. not only in animation in clone wars rebels but now mandalorian i mean come on yeah but it's seismic leap from from this movie to say even season 6 of the clone wars is from even just by the end of season 1 yeah. of the clone wars i mean come on but to think that this all started with a baby Jabba, yeah, with and... Ro- Rota the Hut, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and also we've, known we've as all the way Stinky. <laughs> um, which there are a lot of nicknames. We got there was a lot of baby Stinky, Jabba. We got Sky Guy, Artui, Artui, Snips. Yeah, I think that's the only one that stuck with yep. Snips. Um, but um, actors, the voice actors introduced here: Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, James Arnold Taylor as Obi Wan Kenobi, Tom Kane as the narrator, Admiral Yularen, and Yoda and a lot of others. Uh, D. Bradley Baker as literally every clone. And 
this show, I mean, this movie starts it, but this series just makes really made me love the clones mm-hmm. and the tragedy of the clones. That yeah, yeah. Order sixty six was a tragedy for the Jedi, but it was also a tragedy for the clones, and we will find out why when we get to. If you've already seen season six, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how he, that man, differentiates. Sometimes there are episodes with just clones, and you know who every single person is. That man baffles me. Um, But the most notable clone introduced in this movie anyway is Clone Captain Rex, my personal favorite clone. Lovely Rex. I'm sure he's so happy to hear that. Catherine Tabor as Padme Amidala. Nika Futterman, as I'm I'm working on my narrative voice, we'll get it. Nika Futterman as Asajj Ventress. It reintroduced in the was in, again in the Gendy series. In the Gendy reintroduced series. and her ju- it's like starts as kind of Dooku's flunky, ends this entire series very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Abercrombie dearly departed. Ian Abercrombie as Palpatine Sidious, he is amazing, and most notably Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano. Anakin has a Padawan, and Ahsoka Tano was born in this movie. Fire the cannon, cannon. <laughs> Fire it again. Ahsoka Tano needs to. Um, In terms of this movie, Anthony Daniels voices C-3PO and does for the rest of the series. Matt Wood, uh, recently Oscar-nominated Matthew Wood, continues to voice the battle droids for just this movie. Christopher Lee voices Count Dooku, and Samuel L. Jackson voices Mace Windu, which is weird because they don't talk a lot. No, they really don't. Yeah, they really didn't use that. (laughs) Um, Samuel L. Jackson especially does not talk a lot. Yeah, Yeah, he has like two lines, but in the series, Mace would then go on to be played by Terrence Carson, and Dooku is voiced by Corey Burton, who also voices 59 other characters in this series, including Cad Bane, um... But he's he uh, he does not voice Dooku here, but he does voice another very special character named Zero the Hut. Oh my God! Cannon, cannon, fire for Zero the Hut. Now oh he is Zero the Hut is a character that critics really hated. <laughs> there were things like Jar. He's Jar Jar times a hundred. I yeah. remember it's like everything bad about what George Lucas is doing with Star Wars is is, with, is in this movie. With you think the battle droids? It's like wait till you get a load of Zero the Hut. And I at that at that time that really should have. That should have been the hook. That's well, I gotta watch this now because right. that's what I would say nowadays. Yeah. It's like if anything, says, if anything is going to drag me, it's gonna be like you want to know what I hate. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna love it. Yeah, it was like cats <laughs> reviews. It was the equivalent yeah. of cats reviews. Yeah. It's like you're now gonna it's irony like, watch it into well now like a I thing ha- that... now you're just guaranteeing that I have to see it. Um, but now on the subject of Zero the Hut, we're uh, we're gonna do. Since challenges are in the air, which and we'll get to these when we get to news, I'm going to introduce the Zero the Hut Challenge. Oh, no. And we're all going to do it. Now, located, you both see on your script, there's a certain famous Star Wars line. Do you see it? Yes. It's bold-faced. Okay. Matt Romano, I'd like you to say this line as Zero the Hut, please. Oh, this is mean of you. Yep. It is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us. It penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Okay, from uh, from ten being amazing and one being horrible, Caitlin, where where do you rank that? I mean, that sounds a, sounds exactly. Have you guys ever seen Monsters Inc? It sounds exactly <laughs> yeah. like the, the lady. I mean, it's a really good impression <laughs> was of it, her. Was it's it good? Great. Uh, I like it. But it's in it's, terms of zero. I'm gonna gi- zero. I'm gonna give it a two. <laughs> 
I'm not going to be able to do this. Do it. Now, Kayla, Kayla what do you what do you rank Matt before you go on? Uh, like a f- five. Yeah, those oh are five. Oh my god, that's Come generous. On. Yeah, it was good. Because because yeah, I'm yeah. going to be a hell of a lot worse. But you're going to be you're going to be entertainment factors in this. Caitlin, take it away. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us. It penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know that Caitlin had that in now her. that is an easy seven or eight. Uh, yeah. No. It was, it was very yeah. size noodles when she comes yeah. up, actually. I think somewhere in between our two impressions, we've, we've got we've it. we found but, maybe a middle yeah. ground. <laughs> but I have a feeling Brian's got it. Thankfully, there's a third yeah, one yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. This is just cheating. Yeah. I don't think I haven't been working on this for a while. I was just going to yep. say. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us. It penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. There we go. <laughs> and Brian's head exploded. There we go. And that's how it's done. What do you guys rank that? Uh, I'm that's going to give it a... A four because I know you cheated. Yeah, yeah. how do I cheat at the zero of the hut challenge? Because you make up these challenges and tell us, <laughs> and tell us about it. In the well, uh, this, this is not intended to be a movie at all. Okay, now again. why don't I talk like Jabba the Hut? See, now yeah. that was better. Thank you. See, that's why that's right. why I didn't Thank coach. You. Yeah, um, uh, listeners, I hope you enjoy Zero of the Hut because there's going to be a lot of that. Um, that was the sound of a million uh, <laughs> podcast apps closing, crying out in terror. <laughs> it was suddenly silent. Um, so chronologically, we already got into this a little bit. The episodes season two's cat and mouse technically comes first. Uh, that's still getting into Christophsis inter- uh, introduces Admiral Trench, the spider general. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The big tarantula guy yep. um, and the stealth ship. And then right after that, we get season one's The Hidden Enemy, which has a clone going bad and Ventress starting her plan. And then this the new Padawan starts in the first part of this movie. So it's weird that this is. Still not the beginning of the chronology. They stopped doing that halfway through season three. Um, We've already covered it's probably the most successful part of this. It's the beginning of the Anakin-Ahsoka dynamic. Anakin doesn't want a Padawan. He's getting a Padawan. Uh, so and I really like the beginning of this. It ends with he says, I, the, I forget the exact quote, but something like, you wouldn't make it as Obi-Wan's Padawan, but you might make it as mine. Which I think he, he calls her uh, reckless. Yeah. Like you're too reckless for Obi-Wan. And I'm like, well, yeah. well, then what were you, Anakin? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Excuse she, you. Obi-Wan did pretty good with you. She's, uh, I mean, did he, though? I mean, but Ugh, Qui-Gon, I mean, Qui-Gon would have done better. But Leave Obi-Wan alone. I, I, this is not, you know, this is not going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi! Trashing session. Never. But, um, never. N- never. 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 But um, I, I actually think that Anakin is a perfect uh, mentor for Ahsoka, and I think he I does. Agree. I think he also does a really good job with her. Well, I'm just gonna say also. I mean, I'll say it right out of the gate. I think I love Clone Wars Anakin more than I love Clone uh, Movie Anakin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's he seems to have have has has his stuff together. I mean, he, there's more. There's also more depth to him. Yeah, so much more depth. He's, at he was time, given. at yeah. times, it's not really fair because there's so much more of him. But yeah, yeah absolutely. But even, but even based just on this movie, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. is that Matt Lanter um, is fantastic consistently in this part as is all, all all of the actors on the show are amazing yeah but um but he just he just exudes so much confidence and uh caring you know like that you know that yeah. that hayden christensen didn't get a chance to do he didn't get the in chance yeah the movies. he didn't yeah. have those moments he gets we get we get like the softer fun side of yeah, Anakin. And right he is so much fun and then every now and then it breaks in with a stab you in the back yeah dark moment well every once in a while it's like i hate sand 
Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't <laughs> I think he ever like, said. No, and, and then he gets, he gets all snippy. Like, that one gets a one. Yeah. 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 He's like, he's calling her, that, and that's sticks where the yeah. snips. The snips. Calling her, that's the only, Sky Guy. Sky Guy doesn't Sky stick. Guy doesn't last past uh, the first few episodes. No. Sadly, I, I'm la- I'm the only one I think that's a fan you, of Sky Guy. I think Guy. you are the only one who likes Sky yeah, Guy. I like I, Sky Guy. I just love, she always looks so satisfied with herself whenever she says yeah, it too. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Sky Guy. Yeah. It's like, and I think people instantly hated her because of that. But I, I love their whole. Well, it's because she's, I think a lot of people hated her because she was a little girl who yeah. came in and then was just as much of a star in it as important to the story as Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who didn't like that. And then it was, well, she's not Revenge of the Sith. What happens to her? It's like, oh, so you care now. It's like, yeah. and, and it was what. So was, what What did happen to her? Let's whole, find out. The whole thing. Do we? Do they know things? Let's find out. Um, so it's, <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, I, I love the Anakin-Ahsoka relationship and it goes from being great and they really get you on board with them and then the series breaks your heart with yep. it. Um, as I said, Rex is introduced and we have the beginning of the Ahsoka-Rex dynamic, which would go for the entire rest of the series and into a whole nother show um, into continuous spoiler alert, but into star Wars rebels um, as well. Um, and him Rex's whole thing is experience uh, beats everything. I don't care who you are or whatever, but you know, Rex is, do you, how, how do you guys feel about in terms of favorite clones? Where does Rex rank for you guys? I think, I think Rex is pretty high up. There. Yeah. He's Clone pretty Captain high up Rex. there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, and just because knowing, you know, not non-spoilers. Like he's he's got a long journey ahead of him yeah. in this series and outside this series. So. He does a lot of growth. He does a lot of growing. Yeah, yeah. too. I think and he has a lot of episodes where he's kind of like the lead. Yeah. as well. Yeah, where especially I can think of one arc in season four where he yep. really triumphs. But I, I, he's my favorite clone. Yeah, absolutely. There are other clones I love yep. as well. And I we're just like all... that he bleaches his hair. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's his. That was yep. his thing. He's like, you know what? Yep. I want to be blonde. And then later in life, he's like, I'm going to grow a beard. Yep. And um, he's kind of in Return of the Jedi, depending on who you ask. Depending on who you um, ask. If mm-hmm. you ask me, he is. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, another thing I like um, in this first section, Obi Wan Kenobi. Actually, we, we in Episode Three, it's grievous like the negotiator. Yeah. You know, he yeah. has this thing. We see him being the negotiator with the Separatist General Worm Loathsome. Incredible! I love I'll Star Wars. Bring me something liquid. <laughs> I love, I love. Um, you get that Star awesome with uh, Obi Wan yeah. drinking the well, tea. A lot of terms, to, yeah. lot of yeah. terms <laughs> to discuss. How are you going to feed my? Tra- it's like, yeah, yeah. He, he levitates a table and chairs over. Gorgeous. Yeah. As like, ah, you're stalling, and it's like, really, it's like it took. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like I had no idea, and it's really, and I love the where Jedi he, only have so many tricks. <laughs> well, he yeah. thro- at one point, Loathsome throws the whole table aside, and even animated Obi Wan has. So I thought of it because it's so much sass. Yeah, even Anna, he looks so Obi Wan, and this is so much sass. And he's like, "What? We were having a nice time. Why did you do that?" He's like, "Why did you do that? We we're having a delightful time." Yeah. It's like you ruined. Is is like you ruined <laughs> tea. Worm loathsome. In terms of other characters that are technically introduced in this, Asajj Ventress mm-hmm. doesn't really get an intro. No, no, she just movie, exists even all of a she sudden. She just all of a sudden exists, and you're expected to know it's you she's also, Dooku's assassin. You're you're also uh, I think they do at one point call her Dooku's assassin, but yeah. also you you are introduced to her, and you are introduced to the fact that she has a past relationship with Anakin and Obi Wan. Yeah. They've run into her before. I mean, yeah. Obi Wan I think at one point calls her darling. Yeah. So like he knows what's going to push her buttons. Their whole flirty thing. Yeah, this, they got they, like a they flirty have a duel, thing, and the ventress Obi Wan flirty thing. Is Obi- seen here. Obi Wan is the flirt man. Do you think? No. Do you guys think it's it's like just flirty, or do you think either one of them would at some point down the line would be like, you know what? 
No. Let's give this a shot. I think I think Asajj might. I don't think I don't think uh, Asajj totally would. Yeah, I don't think Obi would. I is think it, As- I think Asajj is actually into Obi Wan. Is there yeah. Spotchka involved? Because we all know. Oh, this is true. Decisions yeah. are made yeah. during the Spotchka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's say what's timestamp? What forty five minutes before that came up? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Spotchka. No, but um, I I like their flirty thing. I kind of. But then we we find out not in the show, but in a book. Where we find out the end of Ventress, which is adapted from unmade scripts, how, mm-hmm. how the Ventress story winds up. Mm-hmm. She does have a little bit of a love affair with the Jedi, but it is a, not a little bit. It is a full is on love Obi. affair. And that Ooh. is actually one. We'll get there when we get to the end of the series as we know it. But that is one of the best books in the new. Well, I wouldn't say that. It's one of my favorite books in the new Star, Star Wars canon. Um, it's called Dark Disciple. Anyway, we're so off basis. Anyway, after Christophsis. Um, it's all about Jabba the Hutt's son. Rhoda has been kidnapped. The Republic has to help. I don't really know why the Republic has to help, but they well, do. Such a strange entry. The, the the thing with this movie is that it just like it throws you into all of a sudden the Jedi. Samuel L. Jackson thinks that it's a good idea to help Jabba the Hutt, who yeah. is a slaver who yeah. goes against everything that the Jedi they believe have in. to Jabba Hutt's son, and they have yeah. to. And then we cut to Ian Abercrombie. He's like, "We must help Jabba." It's but like, it, but it's like, do, why do, do you though? But this is so much like the prequels, like taking such like a little thing and making it like a big war. Like it's about a trade, well, a route. Like they need to get through it's Jabba's like, it space. Comes down to, to, is, yeah, it all comes down yeah, to yeah, a, yeah. A travel. Like they it's need like, Jabba's space help. Space is infinite. Surely yeah. there's another way. Well, and also <laughs> Jabba's like, Jabba's like, I'm not going to let you through my space. It's like with what Jabba, like. I know, but, but sand barges. To be honest, <laughs> like, to, to be fair though, if anyone knows how you know tricky it is to navigate around and with the huts, it's us. I, th- that is fair. So, that is I mean, fair. we love you, hut clan, but you but know you, you make it a little difficult. Sometimes. But you can't really the, get around them. All this whole movie basically comes down to like we need to like walk through your yard. Yeah, and now and at the end both. of the movie, it's like thank you for letting us through your yard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Here is your son. Yeah. And then it also kind of has this. That's the the undertone too of Anakin being forced to relive some stuff That's on Tatooine. Of it, him. Does, it does go, it has him into going sla- back to Tatooine. Into, and like the slave trade on Tatooine and his yeah. history yep, with all yep. of that. And he's, there's some, and he re- gets angsty about it. Yeah, there's some lovely moments in there yeah. actually. Because um, I don't think we ever see him return to Tatooine in the Clone War series. No, because I mean, this is the first, if I, I was thinking about it while I was watching the film, this is the first time that he has returned to Tatooine since his mother died. Yes. Mm. So. And and the next time he returns to Tatooine, if memory serves, he's Darth Vader. Right. He's there in the armor. So this is actually and incredibly significant for Anakin. He, he yeah. kill, surprise, he kills more Tusken Raiders, yeah, uh, Tusken Raiders. More of them on the southern dune turn getting massacred by Darth Vader. Oh, my God. Anyway. Who is that guy? Uh, okay, but uh, yeah, the, he has a he has a fight with Dooku. Um, Ahsoka also g- goes up against multiple Magna droids um, with the Electro Staff. Yeah, big fan of those guys. Of, oh, being R two D two also tries to take on one of them That's and then right. gets his little butt kicked. He does. Yeah. I feel so bad. And, and it's, you know, Ahsoka has a line. It's hard being a Padawan or something like that. It's, yeah. Oh, being a Padawan is harder hard. than I thought. Also, how old is Ahsoka supposed to be in this? I know obviously her the it's different from humans, but everyone keeps calling her youngling. She's a Padawan. She's right. not a youngling. I'm always, yeah. I'm always interested in the Jedi. How old are you before you are allowed to become a Padawan? And obviously she's young, but her line is that Yoda says that I'm ready. So Yeah, I'm thinking teens. Yeah. Oh, like, the internet like thir- says she's 14. Okay, I was going to say like 13-ish. Well, yeah, she's 14. <laughs> I mean, and we know that she's 
that we'll find out fairly soon in season one. She was found by Plo Koon, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. Dave Filoni's favorite character. So, of mm-hmm. course, it was going to be it a was big gonna deal. Be, it was going to be um, He's also one of my favorites, too. Um, Lovely. So that, that's interesting that you bring that up. But Obi-Wan also has this this, this all in the, the, the monastery, which the, the vertical battle up the hill is very cool. The battle very of Christophsis cool. is very cool. Some really great moves from the Jedi and the clones. Yeah, and the, and the music is very cool. Kevin Kiner is great. It's it's he tries out guitar? Yeah. He tries out the electric oh, guitar and the guitars. rock thing here. Yeah. It was it's a little off putting. Yeah. Halfway through season one that ends. It's it's yeah. you also hear it notably in the episode Downfall of a Droid cuts mm. in with like they're having a battle goes It's like what are we doing? Wait, what? This is really not and not in a fun Star Wars? Lynn Mal Miranda and JJ Abrams wrote this weird rock song. It's just like it's weird. And I think he knew it and changed course immediately. And I should say that his aside from those rock out moments. Um, his, his music is tremendous throughout uh, not just this movie, but all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels. Um, so we, we get the the duel. It's it's a it's a monastery. It's a it's a the same kind of monastery that Jabba has, and they just kind of take them over. Mm-hmm. Um, Ventress and Dooku actually kidnapped Rhoda, and Dooku's playing both sides uh, as he's wont to do. Padme, my favorite part. Of, of aside from the new Padawan, Padme decides to help in the fourth installment. She's like, you know what? I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and I know just who can help. And to, oh, the hut's in trouble. Well, there's one here on Coruscant, and that's right. She goes to Zero the Hut, who's related. How is Zero the Hut related he's to? Un- he's Jabba's he's uncle. uncle. Oh, Jabba's he's uncle. Jabba's right. uncle. I should know this. Um, the Jabba's uncle is like gonna go help out, and wouldn't you know it? He's am involved and kidnaps Padme. Padme's yep. kidnapped again, but to her credit, she escapes by herself, which happens a lot in the show. And um, she, I do. That's one of my favorite things about the Clone Wars is more about Padme. Yeah, I love Padme. so much Padme and yeah. a lot, a lot more Anakin Padme. Yeah, mm-hmm. Anakin you build their and relationship Padme. and their chemistry with at least Catherine Tabor and Matt Pan- Lanter is great. Panikin. Panikin. Ooh, Panikin. Pat. Panikin. Panikin. Anim- anime. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh no! Annie Dalla. Annie Dalla might be the might be the shit. I think yeah. I like I like yours. I, I like cute. yours, Caitlin. I think that's cute. Um, but so it's Zero the Hut gets thrown in the Republic clink in the end. Rhoda saved the Separatists lose, and the series pretty much begins. Um, important things here. Um, in terms of the overall thing, Obi Wan and Yoda have this conversation pretty much towards the end of the new Pado- of the end of the new Padawan sequence. And Obi-Wan questions Yoda, is Anakin ready? I don't know. Even though he's saying you should take a Padawan in the yeah. beginning of this. And, and, and then, Obi-Wan definitely, like, he bait and switched Anakin. Yeah. Because she comes in, Ahsoka comes in, and he's like, oh, this is my new Padawan. And then... Actually, I'm a science of Ahsoka's Skywalker. like, um, excuse you. Excuse me. And, then, and they're both like, say what? And and then, at the, and then at the end, there's kind of this, this implication, and Anakin's like, Suspects that Obi Wan did something. So you think Obi Wan was in on it? I think Obi Wan was in on it. So I think I think a... he's looking for Anakin to grow, and I right. think I think Obi Wan thinks it's a good idea for yeah. Anakin to like have someone to take care of. And so yeah. now that, that going by that, once it's all done and they fly off and they, and they, everything's fine, then he says to you, like, you sure that was a good idea?" It's like it was your thing. It was your idea. <laughs> Freaking idiot! <laughs> it's, Are you sure that was a good idea? All say, right, Obi. Yeah. Later in this, uh, in this, in this movie, we also see Anakin restores the Twilight, which is his starship for 
all of season one and then kind of disappears before popping back up in season five. It's a cool ship. Yeah. I yeah, like the Twilight. I, like I do. It's got nothing on the Star Avenger. Absolutely nothing. But do you, do you, are you a Twilight fan? <laughs> Huge what about Twilight the, fan. What about the ship? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> our Pats and Case do. Um, anyway, um, this is now a Twilight stand podcast. <laughs> Everybody adjust accordingly. You thought it wasn't? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the escape pods. Uh, <laughs> it always has been. Psych. Exegol sex party. Anyway, um, so the critical thing about this Yoda says it's he's ready to train one, but the real test is is he ready to let one go? Yeah. That is the Which real is the problem. Entire... And that's pretty much welcome to the, if there's if this series has an overall theme, it's that. Yeah. yeah. It's, welcome to Anakin Skywalker's therapy session one yeah. one. And yep. and Yoda is right actually about this because he's the only one that's actually seeing this. Oh, is this a thing? Does he, this kid get attached? I think it might be a problem. Where yep. everyone else is. Oh my God, we got to help the huts and go help the mushroom people and literally do everything else while, you know, army of clones. Yeah, we'll use them. Um, no questions asked. Sifo Dyas. Yeah, he's dead. Whatever. Yoda's a long lead planner. Yeah. And so yeah. he's like, something about this wrong, I think. Yes. Yoda likes to stir the pot, too. He's he like, does. oh, uh, Anakin has attachment issues. Take a Padawan. You know what? Yeah. When, like, when you know, you've been alive. from this, you will. <laughs> see if you can do it, I will. When you're a few centuries old, I feel like you get bored. Yeah. Like, you just, you gotta... Cause some stuff, totally. man. Yeah. You gotta yep. stir some, some. Yep. You gotta stir that pot. Um, yep. Now, I, I think a, one reason why I think, and we'll get into this as we go into all the seasons of the Clone Wars. But um, one, one thing I think that really highlights the, with that the movie starts, um, and that the whole se- series of the Clone Wars. One of the big reasons, the big contributions it makes, I think, is it really retroactively made the prequel movies a lot better. Totally. Yeah. And I love the prequel movies when they came out. I mean, that is known. Um, I have spoken. But I, after watching this, you watch the Clone Wars and then you go back and watch the prequels again. It adds so much to them. It does. Do you guys have that experience? Yeah, yeah. Well, and like watching the original trilogy as a kid, like the one thing you walk away from the original trilogy is like, what are the Clone Wars? Because it's like yeah. this throwaway line that Obi-Wan gives. But, and then and for, for decades <laughs> or two, right. it, it was rattling around my head like what this was. And I, I always had such a different idea like before. Right. Thinking, and you know that they were, the, the, uh, that Obi-Wan was a general and you know yeah. that they had all of these things going on and that they were war heroes and etc. But you never really see too much of the war itself. Well, yeah, and yeah. the prequels just essentially skip it. Yeah, the movies do. I mean, basically, like, yeah. you get know. the opening battle in Geonosis and, and the, the close and, and the clo- and yeah. the uh, Coruscant battle, and yep. then a lot of other battles during yeah. Order sixty six. And then like things are kind of mentioned, name dropped throughout. Yeah, yep. one, two, skip a few, yeah. and then they're like, oh, the the raids on uh, Outer Rim sieges, right? And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff like that. But it's in, and the shows not only do you get to see the battles, you get to know the clones, you get to no, it's about the clones. It is they, about the they, clones. They attack. Well, and you understand also but like the the separatists and how it, they it gets into that whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. The line: "There are heroes on both sides." Yes. in the scroll for episode three. Yep. Not only is that a title of an episode in the Clone Wars, but you actually see that yep. there are good separatists. There's well, there's one. Um, but you see that the Emperor's pulling both sides. Like he's yeah. forcing these two sides into war. And that a lot of the separatists, yep. aside from the evil idiot council yep. of Newt Gunray right. and the rest of those right. idiots, <laughs> those some idiot of them, some, like when you get into Mina Bonteri and stuff, they have good points and they see the corruption involved. They don't know that Count Dooku is a yeah. freaking Sith Lord, yeah. but you know, he hides that. He's a, he's good like that. Yep. Um, but retroactively, I think, and then this movie starts that. So I think we'll, as we go through these, the, the as we go through these Clone Wars, um, 
uh, we'll we'll find those moments, but especially as the series goes along, and we get bit huge battles like we get Umbara, we get the return to Geonosis, but then you also get a lot of Mandalore. You get deep Jedi dives into Jedi history, which when I first saw this movie, did I think we'd get something like Mortis? Did I think we'd get something like uh, like the the Yoda four episodes that happen at the end, yeah. the deep dive yeah. into why Jedi disappear? When when we're sitting here with this guy here talking about Padawans, you know, it's like, do I think, <laughs> okay, this is going to give us some of the biggest deep dives into the Force we've ever had? Yeah. No. So from, uh, this yeah. is where we start. The um, series ebbs and don't flows. Don't worry, everybody. Yeah. I'm in this movie, but I'm coming back. <laughs> um, do we? Who? What now? What do you? What do you guys love? Love in this movie? Is is there a? a, a, a so we're just gonna because we know and love Ahsoka now, right? That's kind of obvious. I mean, yeah. Other yeah. than other than um, Ahsoka's introduction, I love the Padme stuff. Her just like randomly showing up. I love. Um, she, I, I, she always does. She just it's like, oh, we're in the middle up. of a battle. <laughs> oh, here's here's Padme solving all of your problems behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and I love the continue. My favorite, one of my favorite things about the prequels always was uh, Anakin and Obi Wan's relationship. And yeah. so I, the thing that I always loved about the Clone Wars and that I love about this movie too is delving more into that and kind of their banter back and forth. They've always had such a, a very sweet kind of brotherly relationship. So then when you get to Revenge of the Sith and it says, goodbye, old friend. Yeah, and then yeah. it says, and he, he was the best pilot I ever know, and he was a good friend. Yeah, he it's was like, a good those friend. Those lines hit so much harder because so much we've harder. seen it and it breaks your damn heart. Yeah. Yep. Revenge of the Sith, especially when they fight, it's like now that you've seen this and six, six, soon to be they, seven they've seasons. they've been through so much together. Oh my yeah. God, they were, I mean, they're, they're going to be kidnapped and tied together with, Count Dooku for an entire episode, yep. yeah. and Jar Jar is going to save him. Yep, they went through that. Yep, that's, that. that's something that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Matt, what about you? No, I yeah. Uh, for, I mean, this is limited to just this movie. Yeah, just this movie. No, I think it, it's uh, it's super exciting because I think I said this earlier, but it's like it's it's like ninety percent battles, and it's like just playing with all your favorite Star Wars toys. And it it really is. And, you yeah. know, it's like it's, it really is. And the vertical. Yeah. I mean, the vertical. vertical as much as I probably awesome. like the Kristoff's battle more, yeah. but the vertical climb is that was. Yeah. And the Filoni also did that on Avatar: The Last Airbender, yeah. which is yeah. where he cut his teeth. Yeah. And it's as a very similar battle here, but yep. nobody minds. No, but it's great. I, yeah. I watch both it's, of them back to back. It's very cool. And Anakin has some moves yeah. in this, and he, he, honestly, when he's taking out all of the the droids at the beginning yeah. of the movie and everything, I mean, that is just that this movie. I think as as great as we get to see the Jedi in the prequel films, just because by the sake of this being an animated thing, they can do so much more yeah. with yeah. the yeah. with the characters, and you really get to see the Jedi being just powerful. And I'll say that his duel, Anakin's duel with Dooku, his do 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 cool, do cool, yeah, do cool, do cool. I like that. Is not that cool in no, this. No. It's okay, it's but it's not. You know, it we've seen better. Bigger. Where the fights go in this though are outrageous. Insane. One season five is pro- probably my, what still might be my favorite lightsaber duel in the entirety of Star Wars, animated or not, is in season five. And it's we'll just, be getting into all of it. We'll get yeah, to it. And we will. It, we'll, we, we will be getting into all of it. But most importantly, you know, you got Ahsoka, you got Ventress, you got Rex. Zero the Hutt is imprisoned because of Padme. And that's really what you need to know from this movie. And we've right. already said that I wouldn't recommend starting here. No. I'd recommend fall, Ambush is, for me, the perfect jumping on thing. That's nice. Because yeah. I, I'd say, would you guys, is there another better jumping on point no, I think that's, probably, that's, that's pretty solid yeah, that, worked, that yeah. works and then you know fall in love with the series and then check this one out because yep. 
this one can get a little rough. Um, so aside from that, there's the outrage, then there's the joy. Clone War saved. It all started here in 2008 with this movie that nobody cared about nope. and nobody liked. And look where we are look now. Look where we are now. Woo. With that, come we're, so far. We have come. So we've come so far. You're not gonna get away with this. Um, we're gonna go to break. We'll be right back with more. <sighs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're back! And now it's time to take a look at some galactic points of interest. Comics news, big, two big titles. Um, The main highlight of the comics news in this new year, in 2020, the Star Wars main title, Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra, and a new title called Bounty Hunters. They're all going to be starting up again. Some of them already have, and they're all taking place after Empire Strikes Back in honor of 2020 being the 40-year anniversary of that movie. Damn. So those are the big new titles. I didn't know that Darth Vader was going to get another... Yeah, it makes I sense. Either. I mean, because yeah. I love both of the both yeah. series so of Darth Vader. They're so good. Yeah. So that's coming back. The new um, Bounty Hunters is Ethan Sachs is writing that one, who wrote To Rise of Skywalker Allegiance. Is that what it's called? Mm. Um, I, I believe it was also them trying to recruit Mon Cal's into their cause. That was the one that debuted Aftab. Um, who popped up in Rise of Skywalker. Well, that's very cool. So is the Bounty Hunter book going to pretty much, you, we can assume, is going to be the Bounty Hunters that are on the search for Han Solo? And Well, I mean, they already found Han Solo. But, well, yeah. I believe the thing yeah. I read is like Bosk is going to be yeah. in the mix, probably old toilet paper headed Dengar. Uh, yeah. you know, and maybe some new ones. Um, who, I mean, Cad Bane, for all we know. We still don't know yeah. where, where he wound up. Cad Bane for Mandalorian. <clears throat> anyway, um, but some of these have already come out. Star Wars number one, uh, the Destiny Path is the first arc, is what it's called. Written by Charles Soule, um, prolific uh, Star Wars mm. comic writer at this point. Mm-hmm. Art mm-hmm. by Jesus Saiz, colors by Saiz and Arif Prianto. It takes place um, not after Empire Strikes Back. It takes place um, during the Yeah, end it's kind of like a, a yeah. mix in. Yeah, it was cool how they did it. It's after the Falcon escapes uh, Bespin, but before yeah. they meet up with the fleet. Notable um, Imperial Commander Zara... She's a new character. She seems formidable. Um, Vader tells her she's about to target the Millennium Falcon. Vader tells her, no, that ship is off limits. I wonder why. Mm. Um, also in the mix is Poe Dameron's parents 
which I thought was interesting. Um, a wing yeah. pilot named Shara Bay and a member of the ground force Pathfinders, Kess Dameron. They made their debut in Shattered Empire, that comic. And it's real. I did not expect to see them back into the mix. Oh, but, me neither. But, but they I'm would be happy around. about it. Yeah, you said Dameron. I was like, oh my God, are they going to do Dameron, Kess, do... and, and Shara Bay? Yeah, they're they're gonna gonna do it. Really cool connection, especially if you like Poe Dameron. And who, who doesn't? doesn't? So gi- much Poe in the comics. I'm giving Matt the old Poe Dameron. Like hey, hey, po- oh, yeah. we the, doing this? The Poe Dameron no. and comics give, are... And he's giving me the Zori Bliss. No. no and now no. I'm giving that. Okay. okay. Um, no, the Poe Dameron comics are, themselves are great. Oh, yeah. And Soul did those, too. And yeah. so, it's of course, he'd rather it's back in. It's It's got... Uh, oh, there's a hut in them. Wires, who's the who's the hut in uh in remind me of who the hut is in Charles Soule's Poe Dameron comic, please? Oh, you're referring to Gracchus the Hut, who Poe Dameron borrows. So, yes, yes, thank you. I remember Wires. Yes, he has robotic spider legs and he gets around that way. He's a really, really cool hut. As far as huts go, though all the huts are cool, right, guys? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We love, yeah. The yeah, we we love, love them. We cool. love them all. Absolutely. Um I also liked in this nobody trusts Lando still. And he's just, but yeah. he's still defending himself. And yeah. he makes a decent case. He's like, well, what would you have done? He's like, I had a whole city yeah. with guns like was, pointed to their heads. I had to protect them. Yeah. Yep. So it's, I'm like, you're not wrong. Um, Luke is also, he's not over the Vader encounter. He tries to man the Falcon turrets with just one hand. He fails and then destroys a squadron of TIE fighters with the force. Yeah. Which I didn't see coming. I love these kind of inserts into the already existing canon that kind of build on what are, what what's already there. Yeah, um, it's 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 the best. It is officially sanctioned Star Wars fan fiction. Yes, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. that's a good way to and look it's, at it. It's not it's not like necessary or required. No, but for completists like us, it's really fun. It's well, fun. And, and like you know, with with Luke, what he's dealing with the aftermath of his fight with Vader, it's like watching like, the character kind of sit with something for it's a little bit yeah. longer. It's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's angry. Yeah, he's afraid after the battle. He's really upset about Ben not answering his call, even though. Yeah, Obi Wan told him he wouldn't. But still, um, you he's know. really upset about it. And there's this one panel where he shatters a mirror yeah. in anger, and it's direct, um, re- almost replication of of a panel from Darth Vader series where Vader realizes who Luke is. Yep, it's a to- total copy. And yep. I was like, that was such a beautiful callback. And he ends it by saying, Luke says, "If I'm not going to be a Jedi, what am I supposed to be?" And I'm like, that's such an interesting thing. And this is before he goes, you know, he even gets his hand back. So that was really interesting. Rise of Kylo Ren number two Mm. is the other big release, also written by Charles Soul. You know, so he's earning his paycheck. Um, Art by Will Sliney. Between this and and whatever Project Luminous is, it's uh, I'm fascinated by Mm -hmm. what Charles Soul is is cooking up. This one is, again, enormous. We've got Ben Solo talking with Snoke after the temple destruction. We found out the big one of the biggest reveals, and, and we'll, so we'll say right now, if, if you guys haven't read either of The Rise of Kylo Ren, read them before listening to this. I, should I throw out a spoiler klaxon? Yeah, you definitely yeah, should. I'm going to throw out a spoiler klaxon. Sound, sound, sound the spoiler klaxon. That's the only way to really positively activate it is by doing the voice now. Um, the biggest reveal probably from Rise of Kylo Ren number one is that Ben did not destroy the temple. Right. Everything right. with Luke still went down the way it went down, but something else happened is pro- probably Palpatine mm-hmm. or maybe it was Maybelline. Um, but <laughs> maybe some, it was Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a thing now. No, oh, it is. No, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's, a thing now. It's, it's TLJ says maybe, maybe she's born with it. 
Maybe it's Palpatine. Rise of Skywalker says maybe it's Palpatine. (laughs) 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 But there's this big Sith uh, storm happens and that strikes the temple. But no one, Luke was buried under it. No one was there to see it. So everyone just thinks Ben did it. Ben's like, well, I did, you know, knock Luke, all that stuff on Luke and he's probably dead and I'm awesome for doing that. But I didn't do this, but no one's going to believe him. Um, Which is interesting because it's always assumed in the movies that he was the one who destroyed the temple. But it was yeah. his. It was his doing. Yeah, and so. he doesn't. You know, it doesn't say otherwise because he's all Kylo Ren up. Right. Um. He has this talk with Snoke, and he's like, he says he hates his name. He's never even met Obi Wan, quote unquote, Ben Kenobi, and Han Solo. He has a quote here. Says, "Did you know that's not even his real name? He's a lie. Everything is a lie." And I'm like, nice Solo reference. Yeah. Love it. Um. Brendel Hux is name dropped in here by Snoke. So this is taking place where good old Brendel Imperial uh, is is still there. Hmm. Armitage and Phasma have not pulled their little trick. Um, and Snoke has a line. He says, I was not born Snoke. I became Snoke. And now based on what we know about Snoke, I was like, well, that's a little loaded. Uh, that's, yep. uh, Don't give me that groan. No, I, I'm just saying. It's, it's great. Snoke's in jars. <laughs> Come on. It's awesome. Get into it. Uh, we have flashbacks to Ben Solo's, the, mostly a first encounter with the Knights of Ren and Luke and Laura Santeca. I love seeing Laura Santeca and their yeah. big friend of Luke. Mm-hmm. Ben is already telepathically communicating with Snoke during this time. So we're like, that's not good. Lore drops something, uh, refers to the Republic as the high, days of the High Republic, which I think is the first time I've ever heard mm, it like that. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the feeling that was before we saw the Republic in Phantom Menace, before the bureaucracy were the real power makers, you know, all that stuff. Um, Luke is all in on researching the Jedi of old. He mentions interesting weapons, and Tekka says kyber crystals have powered many tools over the generations, not just sabers. Um, they're at the old Jedi Temple on Elfrona. I believe is how you pronounce it, although who really knows? Luke's in his outfit that he appeared when he astral projects in Last Jedi. He's wearing that here, and he looks awesome. Yeah. He's investigating the temple's trove. He makes a reference to cast a news stash um, of Jedi artifacts, which we saw her create in a previous comic title, which I thought was a really nice callback. The Knights of Rem, of course, show up claim ownership luke says it all belongs to the jedi which means him he says i am the last jedi though not for long and then we get luke taking on the knights of ren is masterful yeah i loved the sequence luke is a total badass and lays all of these guys out one of them tries thinks he's got him and then he pretty much okay we'll do this another time and he just kind of like peace yeah We cut back to the present where Ben finds Ren is his name. The leader of the Knights of Ren is just known as Ren and his lightsaber is also called the Ren. It's weird. There's, they really like the name Ren. Um, He finds Ren's helmet and then the other students who are following him from the first issue show up cut. And so it was, that was really a really, really cool issue. I'm so excited about this book. No, it's It's beautiful. I get excited about every issue of, well, I mean, I I enjoy all of the comics, but this one in particular. Because you have no idea what's going to happen. It's open season. Yeah, it's open season. On Ben Solo, Luke, and Snoke, and what that whole deal is. Especially now that he's he's had his whole arc finally finished to go back and see and see more of it added to it. It's just wonderful. Especially it's like, wow, there's so much tragic stuff here. Well, and I wonder also in this series if they'll actually explore the Emperor 
kind of pulling the strings. I think they will. Because I, I think they, so. now you can. So let's... Because and, it's, yeah. it's, let's see the Snoke in the jar. Yeah, Because he's in this it. weird nature planet now. Yep. He's already had a fight with Luke because at some point, Ben, in the first issue, says, look what Luke Skywalker did to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so he's already def- deformed and yeah. all this or whatever. Um, so we still haven't seen that. So what's like Luke's first meeting with Snoke or whatever? That's yeah. got to be a book. Love yeah. it. Um, so again, that whole Palpatine... It kind of does it feed back into the Eggs Gold Sex Party? Answer yes. Absolutely. Um, anyway, other so. news, other points of galactic interest the Ben Solo Challenge. You've heard of the Zero Woo. Hut Challenge, but would you believe there was also something called the Ben Solo Challenge? I didn't know that. Um, that kind of started the whole thing. It was big on Twitter. It still is. It's still a thing today. There's still people doing it, trying to do Ben's on TikTok and Twitter and on, all of that. On, uh, whatever the hell TikTok is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, taking the lightsaber out from his back and doing his gesture that's also saying, Hello, let's get it on. Nice he shrugged to meet you. like, I'm yeah, gonna, I did that. I'm going to kill you now. I'm cool. Yeah, That's can, right. The lightsaber's blue now. Yeah, I can pass the <laughs> yeah. sabers to the force. Also, they fly now. <laughs> um, so if you've done the Ben Solo Challenge, let us know. There's some really good ones. The ones with kids doing them are, are really adorable. Yeah. Um, and we here at Job of the Pod may have made our own attempt at the Ben Solo Challenge. Ooh, we may have. As well as um, a couple other assorted challenges that those will be online soon so be on the lookout for those yeah. and you could tell us who did it best yeah and I would uh, for, for those videos I check out Sci-Fi Wire on Instagram give us a follow or uh, check out our uh, Twitter handles yeah yeah yeah. but look there's not just the Ben Solo challenge there yeah. are some others <clears throat> Toro Kelly can anyway um, <laughs> other news merchandising 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 Black Series Yoda Baby is coming in May now and oh. not April I guess okay that's, I don't know that's, right. that's a thing it's we still it's up in the air it's give us dates give us dates please um another interesting thing is john boyega off the leash on his, social his media con- his contract is up and he is feeling good oh about my, it yeah i love and, it and and oscar isaac as well is full-on saying i, I we both wanted we both uh, wanted finn, finn and poe po to be canon disney said no, no and he's full-on just open about it john boyega is he said all he really really pissed off the entire Raylo fandom yeah he really pissed them off and instead of backing away and apologizing he's leaning into he's leaning it, into it. Yeah. he made a whole video of him slicing <laughs> he did. comments in half with he his lightsaber ready to go he, yeah he just doesn't really care and yeah. and he's and so a, a, a friend a friend of the show and of ours here on the site has pitched a series called boyega nights where it's just <laughs> and it's uh, our friend angelique and i really um support angelique's endeavor to to write and possibly co-star in Boyega Nights. Yes. Because I would be there for it. Um, now, we, in terms of other things of interest, we have several weeks. We were away for so so Ooh. long, it feels like. It's so good to be back, isn't it? Isn't it so good feels to be back? Feels so good. Yeah, um, but we have that means we have a lot of weeks of Star Wars Resistance to catch up on. Five episodes to catch up on. Oh, boy. In terms of Star Wars Resistance. So you know what that means, buckaroos. Oh, no. Oh, Wait, boy. time for a supersized edition of Resistance Roundup. So saddle up and let's go. 
Now listen up here. There have been five episodes of Star Wars Resistance since we last did this segment, so we'll run down all the action there, buckaroos. Now the missing agent saw Hamilton legend David. All right, Dick. you can do this the whole okay, time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I'm just gonna let you I keep know, doing it's, it, it's, and you're gonna <laughs> exhaust yourself. And that'll be the day that you. That'll be my last episode. <laughs> yeah, You'll yeah. never hear from me again. Yeah. <laughs> that take that to the bank. Take that to the Galactic Bank with the Muns. Anyway, um, the first episode of this, the missing agent. It was kind of a two-parter with an episode called Breakout. We saw Hamilton legend David Diggs uh, voiced a resistance spy called Norath Kev. There's actually somebody involved in the resistance on a show called Star Wars Resistance, hey. which um, I was really <laughs> happy about. They're being uh, He's being hunted by an Iktachi bounty hunter, um, a new bounty hunter named Axe Tegrin, played by Joe Manganiello. Um, and another for other famous Iktachi, check out Sacy Tin on the Jedi Council. He was pretty cool, unlike other Jedi Council members I might mention. Um, Kaz, Eager, and Sonara try to help this resistance spy. They deal with a shady Gran named Leechy, who's played by Fred Armisen. CB gathers some useful information left behind by Norak, uh, Norath. Axe is trying to get the, is, is working with the First Order and Pyre. Uh, uh, gold freaking uh, phasma knockoff pyre and at the end Jaeger, Sonara and CB are captured Breakout picks up right where that episode left off Sonara, Jaeger and CB are all being interrogated by Agent Tierney back on the scene Tam not with her not part of the torture but um, Axe uh, has located the Colossus, which has jumped away. Kaz and Norath rescue everybody, but they still have to deal with Axe. But thankfully, CB rams a shuttle right into him. Axe isn't dead. We'll probably see him again. Um, they get pursued by ties on the way, but out of nowhere, the aces swoop in and save them because they stayed behind. They all reconnect on the Colossus, and Norath asks Kaz to go with him and help the resistance. Kaz takes a look at his new family on the Colossus and says he's not ready to leave yet. Best part of these things was I, I couldn't place Joe Manganiello's voice. The yeah. whole time, like, who is voicing that guy? And then at the end, I was like, oh, Joe Manganiello's a really He's good a job. Dude. Yeah, I knew it was David Diggs because I felt I yeah, David he, Diggs had been tweeting about it. Yeah, so, well, but, yeah, and also, was, I don't think there's any mistaking David's voice. Yeah, yeah it's ever. Like, his it's name so is North Kev. I I couldn't do it. I can't. Yeah. I, I was trying to, for ever <laughs> for days now. I've been trying to come up with it. <laughs> Um, nope, just let's just on. say North Kev, he doesn't throw away his shot. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. Uh, the next episode was The Mutiny, which was a pirate happy, ha- pirate happy. It was a pirate happy episode. It was a happy um, episode. I always yeah. like a pirate heavy episode. We begin with Kragen, the leader of the pirates, buying super battle droids from Captain Sidon Ethano, a.k.a. the Crimson Corsair from The Force Awakens. I love this guy. Yeah, you this guy's great. You guys love this guy? Great helmet. Uh, yeah, it's, Beautiful. it's yeah. The, the, for uh, listeners who might not... Be know his name. Captain Athano is the red helmeted guy who, you know, always uh, Finn was going to go away with him yeah. forever Good and stuff. have a love affair on Exegol. It all comes back to the Exegol sex party. <laughs> um, but it was cool seeing him and he speaks basic in here. Uh, Kragen is buying some super battle droids from him and he's going to take over the Colossus. And we're like, when did this whole thing change? Um, he enlists Niku to help him fix up the super battle droids, which Niku does, but there's a B1 battle droid in the mix yep. which I was very happy about 
Kragen uh, goes launches his his whole mutiny against Doza. It's this whole thing. He's got he's pretty much wins. He's got uh, 4D Doza and Jaeger, and he's going to pretty much have them walk the space plank. Yeah, that's he's what he's going to do. Them, yeah, walk yeah, out yeah, yeah. the open thing. I, I love that the, uh, that they're just pirates. They're yeah, classic they are literally pirates. pirates. Yeah, they're literal. If, like... if Jeffrey Rush showed up behind him and started <laughs> yeah. talking about the code, he's like they're more like guidelines. Well, there's even that know? one with the you know he's got the eye patch and the cocky like British accent. Yeah, you know, it's, they're all uh, some yeah. manner of of. Yeah. Of Cockney, which yeah. uh, which in the proud tradition of Star Wars animation, all um, what what is the what is the species the, the you see them in Jabba's palace? Oh yeah, the who's the like the the big ponytail guys? Weequay, Weequay, the ah. proud tradition. Every Weequay except for Hondo Onaka, uh, they all kind of talk. I, I can taste that spice. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> they're gonna, but it turns out, um, Niku put a special thing in the B one, and he can command the B twos. They all stand down. Kragen loses, and the solution is to send them away. They're going to take their weapons away, take their hyperdrive away. Kragen gives Sonara some sass on its way out, but she, thankfully, is staying behind. Yeah. And I was sad to see the pirates go. I like them. Well, and that's probably it for the pirates, right? Because this is season two is the uh, end yeah, of it is. Resistance. I and... think we're going to have you know some kind of big penultimate battle. The pirates will come back in. And help them. And save the day. Yeah, I think they're going to save In the, ba- the Battle of Exegol, I did not yeah. see that this their ship fly in. <laughs> I... I to be granted, Which I haven't. Also looks like a, a pirate boat. It looks like a big pirate boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so we lose the pirates, but we do gain. A B1 battle droid and several super battle droids, which is pretty cool. Will come in handy. Will they come in handy? They do. We don't have to wait long because Sunday, January 12th, um, showed two new episodes back to back. It was a double feature of two episodes called The New World and No Place Safe. And here we go, buckaroos. Oh the Colossus arrives on the ocean planet Aos, where they think they'll be safe. Yeah, right. Doza plans to stay, and everyone's excited about getting back to normal and racing, except for Kaz, who is the only one who remembers there's a war is going on, as well as what the title of the show is. It is not called Find an Ocean Planet and Get Back to Racing, colon, Star Wars. It is Star Wars Resistance. <laughs> Kaz is the only Kaz is the only one who seems to have read the script. My God, uh, Matt included. <laughs> anyway, the aces scout the place. Kaz has spent some time with Griff Halloran, who I love. Griff, he's the Imperial Defector, uh, yep. played by Stalwart throughout the Clone Wars and Rebel. Stephen Stanton, the great Stephen Stanton. Stephen Stanton. I want to say, if you're listening, you're probably not, but if you are, you have an open invitation to come on Job of the Pod whenever you like, sir. He left the Empire with Doza, who was his commanding officer. Kaz says, "How how does walking away help anything?" And Griff says, it "Keeps you alive." Um, Kaz then finds a First Order helmet and a band. Rebellion base and native Aosians. They capture Kaz and Griff, and then they show up on the Colossus, where they immediately deal uh, Niku's B1 battle droid. Calls out the other super battle droids. A fight breaks out, and they all all the battle droids go down. I hope that's not the end of Niku's yeah. battle droids. Yeah. Kaz is brought before the Aosian queen, who's voiced by Lucy Lawless who I have, again, a voice I didn't place until the credits, um, who is going to feed them to something called the Krakavora, saying they have been attacked before and they have a lot of wounded. Kaz breaks free and heals one of the wounded using a very convenient little heal-everything kit, I guess Uh, he has in his pocket. Um, And so the queen takes them back to the Colossus. Everyone's friends now. The Colossus shares medical supplies, and the queen says she once allowed similar types to have a base on Aos, which is the rebellion, she will let them do so here. Everyone's happy, not for long, because here comes No Place Safe, literally the title of the episode. Everything's going great on Aos. The aces are racing again. Why is the show titled what it is? Kaz then connects with Norath, 
David digs back again already um, and plans to meet up with the resistance once again uh, because uh, now it's the two of them are the only one who remembers that the war is still going on. A very big war. Yeah. That's a big freaking war, guys. Anyway, um, we cut to the First Order for the first time in these five episodes, really. Pyre uh, is launching a lot of probes. Tam, first time we're seeing her in in, in, like this whole five episode thing. Not a lot of Tam. Uh, We finally, we see she comes back as does freaking Rucklin. Elijah Ruckland. Wood. Oh, I hate Ruckland. Uh, um, I, I love Elijah Wood, and I love his what he does with it. This is the same thing. This is the Taro Calican situation. Yeah. I love you, Elijah Wood, and the work you do. I hate Ruckland, and I hate Pyre. <laughs> you can quote me on that. Too many damn violins. Anyway, who says, uh, the, he says now the First Order now controls most major systems, so they have definitely spread. I don't see this, uh, I don't see how this at this point can't be post-Last Jedi at this point. They've been racing. They've been around. It's definitely post Last Jedi. Yes. I mean, it just has to. Yeah, be. yeah, it has to. Um, back to the Colossus. Cass says goodbye all around. He's going to a rendezvous point near Batu, which I thought was interesting. I was yep. wondering if it was any anywhere close to where I was recently staying. Um, Yeager gives him the fireball, gives him a hug, and says he's proud of him. And I was like, wow. Okay, that's a big step for Kaz and Yeager. Yep. Kaz then flies off, and right as he does, he activates a nearby probe. Um, he does take it out, but part of the probe sends the location to Pyre and Tierney, who rally their Star Destroyer to go to Aos. Kaz crashes back on the Colossus. He, no sooner does he take off in his gifted fireball, he crashes it back on. He warns everybody, the First Order's coming, and then the First Order arrives. The Aeosian Queen says they will help them escape, so it's the Aces and the Aeosians versus the First Order TIE Fighters, which include... Tam and Rucklin. So, really hot and heavy with the drama here. The Yosians jump, have this cool method. They jump onto the ties from the backs of their aquatic flying dragon things and attack with their electric spears. There's a big, I got a big Avatar vibe from these guys in a good way. Yeah. Not in a derivative way, but the yeah. attack, it's like they're very natural and they're attacking, jumping on TIE fighters with spears. Mm-hmm. They're aquatic, the Aeosians. Anyway, it was cool. This entire battle, <laughs> I have to say, this entire escape sequence is one of the coolest action sequences this show has done. Um, the aces go for the Star Destroyer. Cass has a missile locked on the bridge and I'm like, yes, Pyre's gonna die, but not so fast. Tam gets Kaz locked in her sights and you're thinking, oh, we'll have this moment. She won't actually pull the trigger on Kaz. But, She's not, she's like far more far gone yeah. than we thought. Yep. And she, instead, Kaz launches a missile and she takes the missile out. Pyre's saved and she, he's also impressed with the Tam. The Colossus jumps away and Tyranny says, Hux won't be happy. And Pyre says, it's not General Hux I'm concerned about. So I'm wondering if he's concerned about Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Um, Kaz is, of course, staying now. The Colossus is off again, and Yeager tells Kaz that they'll have to turn their backs on Tam just like she turned their backs on them. Back over at the First Order, Tam gets promoted. Here's my question. When will the show link back up to the timeline before Rise of Skywalker? It's got to be soon, right? It has to at some point tie in because the events of the book Resistance Reborn are happening now. The events of that comic Allegiance are happening now. When will Poe, Leia, and everyone else who have characters in the first season, when will they come back into the mix and give for a show called, and this is, I like this show a lot, but it is called Star Wars Resistance. And a lot of time, it's dealing with Kaz knocking stuff around and racing even in the second season. So when are we going to get more actual resistance? When are they going to show us more of the G-damn resistance? If you don't very much mind, we would enjoy that. Yeah. 
And that's what I have to say. I, I like the show very much, I but I was really expecting some part of me. It's I think in the description it says he tries to get back to Poe Dameron. I'm like, oh my God, Poe's going to show up. He's going to say, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened on Crate. To K, to K, to K, you know. Oh my God, Luke Skywalker's dead. What's that? You know, something like that. Yeah. It's because it's so separated. And as some eagle-eyed viewers have pointed out, I, we still don't have confirmation that the Colossus is in Lando's Armada, mm-hmm. but the Fireball is. Somebody saw definitely saw the fireball. Okay, so Kaz at the very least. I, I mean, presumably. I mean, we've been a lot of talk about Exegol today, but I really like to see this show just pretty much end with Rise of Skywalker, the Battle of Exegol. Yeah, it's like from there. If if the Colossus goes yeah. there, it's like then let's go there. Yeah, let's that do way, it. It's because for it's, again, it's, your show is called Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, so I'd like to see more of the Resistance. Was that a, is that me yeah. being entitled? No. All right. Anyway, <laughs> and now. That is it for Resistance Roundup and Buckaroos. I am exhausted. Time to reload, and I'm going to do so while we go to Caitlin's Word of the Week. Caitlin, your Word of the Week. Take it away. The Word of the Week is stinky. (laughs) Stinky. Okay. And that's going to take us to Real Talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Many comments confirmed uh this week doctor i got inundated with uh, there's a lot of brian was wrong moments this week (laughs) i'm sure you're both stunned neither of you care at this point you both are over this episode completely um dr pershing's insignia in the mandalorian i was wrong i said it it doesn't look like camino and you really it is there was a full-on close-up and of his costume it is it is definitely Now, um, now this proves that Dr. Pershing is involved in cloning, but it does not prove that Yoda Baby is a clone. Is Dr. Pershing involved? Does he want those hot, hot midichlorians for some cloning? Probably. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. I think think he wants he wants to clone this baby for like Uh, forcibility using, but I don't think the baby is a clone. Ooh. But I want them to use it to make midichlorians that will fuel my train. (laughs) Um, Oh, R.I.P. the client. Anyway, I'm still an over lat. Over lat. I'm not over lat. (laughs) (laughs) So keep keep all that. It's a long episode. I'm I'm fallible, everybody. Um, Many also confirmed that the Mando scene in the series finale of Mando in that flashback not only do they have Death Watch coloring, they have the Death Watch signets yeah. on their pauldrons, yep. which I only saw when I when I did it for viewing too. But that brings up all kinds of questions about the Great Purge, the Clone Wars, the Siege of Mandalore. So many questions um, as to when we'll see it. Um, who knows? There are a lot of theories and we will get into all of them. In general, though, so many viewers responding um, to our quote unquote almost cancellation um, and the outpouring of support uh, was huge. And please don't cancel the show as my favorite show, as well as please come back immediately. Season Thank you two, so much. Season two now. Um, please, you know, make this an ongoing show. I'm going to I'm gonna just going to I, I want to reassure you, dear listeners, we are an ongoing show. We're not just a recap show for The Mandalorian. We're not just a recap show for The Clone Wars. We're not just a. Uh, recap show about exical sex parties we're, we're a podcast about star wars we're a podcast about star wars and we i don't care what anyone here says we are never ever going away so don't worry if it's happening in star wars it is happening here on job of the pod so we might take little breaks along the way little hiatuses for you know a week or two for the sanity mostly of caitlin and matt 
Um, Because, <laughs> you know, they got to deal with me apparently going around just breaking calicories. Yep. Um, <clears throat> show me or do let's, let's, let's move on. But um, uh, anyway, thank on. you. The outpouring has been, outrage- has been outrageously just crazy and generous. And honestly, I did not see it coming. But you, our, our fans, our listeners, you are the best. Thank you so very thank much. Thank you. That's going to take us to final thoughts for everything from this episode and, you know, life in general. Caitlin, final thoughts. Uh, Ahsoka for life. I uh, can't wait to continue on with the Clone Wars, y'all. Ahsoka lives. Ahsoka lives. Matt, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. It's very excited to start our Clone Wars journey with you two. Um, but also I wanted to call out this really cool YouTube video uh, from YSSY or Yissa. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce. Sounds like you name. really did your research. Well, I'm looking at it. You know, this, she spells her name Y S S Y, but she is. Um, uh, she plays synthesizer. Does a really cool version of the Mandalorian theme. It's it was on '80s synths. That's cool. Yeah, Ooh. wires. Can we get a small sample? Now, doesn't that sound cool? That's pretty cool. That's that pretty cool. does sound cool. I like yeah. that. So I recommend cool. everybody check that out. And also just one more uh, Mandalorian thing. I also had a user reach out to me on Twitter, Kenneth James Felton, who shared a picture of oh, a Mandalorian was, Yoda. Yes, I know. I was trying. It was it's awesome. Good. It's really good. It was awesome. Yeah, it's but pretty awesome. It's, it, but he's, you're feeding this thing. I am. Of this, and I'm still I'm not on this. You think, you think that Matt's not still on this? Uh, oh, I know oh, I he's am. still on it, but it's spreading to other people. It's a it virus, is. and it's spreading yep. like the blue shadow virus, yep. and it's spreading. And I just, yes. I'm, I'm further behind the train now. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, a small faction of Job of the Pod fandom who is back, Ac- is with Ac- me. Acolytes of the Romano, yes, and I appreciate it. So yeah. that's my final thoughts for the week. Yeah, well, what a lovely final, lovely, th- lovely final thoughts they were. <laughs> um, my final thought is Exegol Sex Party. Anyway, with that, we will lock <laughs> this episode in the cell right next to Zero the Hut. But we'll be back next week with a look at season one of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So, yes, sir. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to us on social media if you so choose. Caitlin, you can be found where? I can be found at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C A I T L I N M. Bush, like the beer, not like the president. Not like the president, <laughs> man. You can be found where? You can find me at, at. Matt Romano on Twitter, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S-S-N Skywalker, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Sheevy, and remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Hutzlayer, fulfill your destiny. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.